Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. Appreciate you spending some time with us. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I'm pleased today to welcome Kathleen Melanakos. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Melanakos. That must be mm-hmm. Greek, is it? It is. Is it? Beautiful My husband name. is Greek. I'm yeah. English and Swedish. What was your maiden name? Kimball. That's right. You were actually a... Tell us. <laughs> a direct descendant of the Hebrew C. Kimball, who helped to found the church. <laughs> yep, direct descendant. Were you born in this area, or where were you? Where I was you, actually born you? in Hollywood, California. You were? My wow. father had grown, uh, my grandfather had grown up in Huntsville, Utah, oh, yeah. and he Pretty area. and my grandmother had moved down to Los Angeles in the urbanization process in yeah. the um, 30s, 40s. And yeah. <clears throat> A lot of growth down there at that time. So that's why I was born there, but my father had been born in Bountiful, Utah, and oh, okay. so he, there's a lot of roots on yeah. my father's side of the family in Utah. Good active. And now with my mother's too. Yeah, good active but, family, I guess. Your folks married in the temple. And well, my mother was very active, very zealous, and very believing, and my father had been part of the Kimball family who had descended from the branch of the family that practiced polygamy. So he oh. had come out of the fundamentalism, and he had been part of AUB and Kingston, and he, I don't know what all, because growing up we didn't know a lot about it. Yeah. He had left the um, fundamentalist group when he got a football scholarship to BYU and married my mother, who was mainstream. So wow. when he became, <laughs> you know, he married my mom and didn't, really stay active in oh. church. He left the yeah. the fundamentalist, but he he only was periodically active in the mm-hmm. mainstream Mormon church. But mom raised you, I guess, you and your siblings as good active members of the we church? We were or? very active. Everyone on her family side was very active. Um, um, and we went to church three or four times a week. We went to twice on Sunday, <laughs> Sunday school, and sacrament and we went during the week mutual oh, that's right. primary, primary was in the middle of the week and road yeah. shows and and baseball games it was, your, it was our whole life it right? was and, our whole life yeah, yeah. and Three growing years. up in california the the mormon kids in junior high and high school would hang out with each other so we oh. went to mormon dances with those oh, yeah. kids and you know that, those were our friends it was kind of like that <laughs> uh, in our high school and so yeah. you took seminary and... You, yep, yeah. went to seminary um, yeah. through, through high school yeah. and went to BYU. It was always expected that I was going to go to BYU and yeah. and it was going to be so wonderful because then all your friends, you know, it'd be a warm environment. And Do you ever have any questions so. about the church? I mean, Growing any, up? Yeah. Yes, I did. Did you? Um, well, I wanted to know if the church was true. So from age 11 to age 20, I 
I really, really prayed and asked, you know, for a burning of the bosom experience mm -hmm. that they said that you Is would that get. kind of what you were ex expecting? Uh, a burning yeah, and, they oh. said you will know that the church is true, and I never got that experience. I never knew that it was, but I wanted to, and it troubled me a lot. Yeah. Um, Did you ever talk to anybody about it? Or? Yeah. I, I mean, I would do the fast Sunday. I did scriptures. I always kept the rule. I didn't <laughs> go outside my parents. You yeah. know, I was, I thought if I was good enough, then I would get the answer. Yeah. But, and well, and also my, my I had a special needs sister who, it always questioned, you know, I always wondered. she older? she older or younger? She was two years older than me. Okay. Um, but there was no way that she could do all the things that you need to do to reach the celestial kingdom. Mm. She just didn't have the ability. And so I wondered, well, now what's, what's up with that? So, <laughs> I, you know, that was always a question in my mind. Did you think God's grace was going to cover her or... Uh -huh. What did you think? No, because... You just figured she was not going to... No, you had to do all the rules, <laughs> didn't you? You had to follow all the formula. I mean, you had to do well, the rules, you know? That's what they teach. But I think maybe some consideration for those that are, you know, less... I don't know what her special needs are, but... Anyway... But it, anyway, it was always a question. I didn't yeah. know the answer. Yeah. And so, did you talk just, to your mom about it or any religious no, leaders? I don't, did you I, go I to the bishop? Or? I guess I was too young to... You know, I just kind of put it on the shelf, yeah. as they say. Okay. But you just, went to BYU. Now, there you take religion classes. Are they controversial ever, or at least when you went? Did you ever talk about anything controversial? No. Or? And I, got, I I actually took a church history class from Leonard Arrington. Wow. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I was having some health issues at that time where I was sleepy during the day. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I used to go to <laughs> sleep. I missed out on some of that stuff. <laughs> right. I, he'd talk on and on. Mm. <laughs> I fell asleep during those. But I, I studied church history very carefully later Yeah. for myself. Yeah. Well, you but, end up getting married? Yes, I went to BYU my freshman year on campus, but then I got accepted to the nursing program, so I spent two years in Salt Lake City at oh. the LDS hospital training as a nurse. Mm -hmm. And that was one time that I felt that God really did speak to me because I was on my knees and praying, and I got an answer that that I would go and meet my husband that summer. Oh. And, Here in and Salt the very, Lake? Yeah, yeah. Going, well, I was in Salt Lake, and I went down to Provo campus oh. for the summer. Okay. And the very first day, I I met my husband Brian, um, <laughs> who we'll meet next week. And yeah, but that was partly what began my real questioning because I didn't get an, an answer, you know, like some people did, that, that he you was know right. that this is the right person, and and you know you and it. And the thing about marriage in the Mormon church is that you are married for time and all eternity. Yeah, it's an important decision. It's sure. the most important decision you ever make in your whole life. Because right. if, if your spouse blows it, yeah. then you, there's no hope for you as a woman. That's right. And I had seen that happen to my parents. You mm. know, because my father had blown his governance, and oh. my mother had no chance and she became disillusioned. Oh, and you didn't and, want that to happen. Or? Right, and so I'm thinking, well, what if my fiancé, <laughs> you know, what if, I mean, what happens then? 
And it was, so it was this huge, huge decision. And, you know, going to go to the temple and take out your endowments, that yeah. means for time and all eternity. And even though I, I love my husband dearly, dearly, I just was afraid. And then I went into the temple, and I just had a terrible feeling. I what just, did you think of the temple? Well, for for one thing, no one ever tells you what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah, it's all so secret, you're not prepared. Sacred or something, yeah. right? And so you have no idea. And I just felt it was very strange, and and I just wanted out of there. I just really, I just had, the, I just did not get a good feeling. I got the opposite of what you're supposed to get, and that's conflicting, isn't it? When you, because it's such a build-up. I mean, we drive by temples, and as Mormons, we drive by them, and your parents are saying, "Well, you'll get married in the temple someday, and you get to go to the temple." And I mean, it's something we look forward to. Yeah, it's supposed to be the ultimate. I mean, yeah. Well, and and you and you, everything is so much judged by feelings. Yeah. You know. You're supposed to feel great about it. Again, and the burning in the bosom that you weren't getting. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So that was very confusing and very disturbing. We ended up um, getting married in the temple after all. The Salt Lake I, Temple. Right, was it? but I didn't go after that. Yes, and it didn't feel. I mean, yeah, but... But that was part of something Now, at that, that point, you didn't know, did you know masonry was involved in, in the temple no, ceremony? No, but you did this, you know, they did the yeah. Uh, yeah. suffer your life to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the promises and oaths, they've taken those out now, I guess. But uh, yeah. but they were there before 1990. Right. So, felt awkward and not just, so something was wrong, but you certainly didn't think the church was not true. Well, I wondered because I didn't have a testimony, you know, the feeling of it either. So then I'm going. Well, but you, didn't you think that was your fault, not the church's, or did you? I just was very, very <laughs> puzzled and be bewildered. You know, oh, I just okay. didn't know. So I, I, I so I mean, but I was you just, get married in the temple. I was 20 years old. What did I know? Yeah. You know, but I had a very inquiring mind. Yeah, so, sounds like you're very uh, so, inquiring. So you, the two of you are young, and you get married in the temple, and then what happens? Well, that was one thing about Brian, too, is that I could always talk to him about oh, my, my feelings, my questions, yeah. and, and we could explore things together. He was together. understanding. And, and so it was, that was really a bond. Yeah. Uh, and we went, after two months of living in Salt Lake, after we were married, to University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Oh. And he was in he the was MBA program. He was accepted up there, uh, back there. Right. He got a business degree, a graduate degree. And so we went to the LDS Institute there. and For church? Or for, uh, well, for, for, classes. for classes and stuff, yeah. And we, yeah, we were in the branch. Yeah. But he started coming home with some other more disturbing questions. You know, he's, he had talked to some of the professors there and... They knew all kinds of um, unsavory things about Joseph Smith. Oh. And he talked to them about it. And they, they were institute teachers yes. that, that knew this stuff? And they kind of laughed it off, in fact. You know, just, oh, yes, we know those things, but we are just so, uh, we wouldn't ever think of leaving the church because our families are in it and, you know, mm. et cetera. We're so... Well, I knew there were so, some BYU historians called, I think, the September 6th or something, that they were 
excommunicated or disfellowshipped or something from the church. They were historians and that they had learned these things, I guess, and challenged them or at least wanted to share them with other people. <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. Right, so, so um, Brian was That's asked to be Elder's Quorum president, and he just had so many things that on his shelf, his intellectual shelf, that crashed down, and wow. he just didn't, he couldn't see devoting that much time and energy to something he no longer was had faith in. Really so, sure so I said... And were you kind of on that same page at that point? Yes, because I hadn't ever gotten a testimony that I had wanted, and I had gone to the bishop and even asked, you know, I... I talked to him about it. Yeah. What did he say? What did he counsel you to well, do? Well, he said, you know, he said, Try well, harder? <laughs> right. My, my t he said, my testimony is built on my activity. You know, and I, that's, 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 I, I, that's my testimony. And then he gave me a blessing, you know, that I would get a testimony. Never did for another couple of years. Yeah. I, you know, oh, moving, where is it? <laughs> so, so in, I interpreted that as that the, you know, that I didn't, not right away, but slowly over time, I, well, the answer must be no. Oh. The answer isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then when we found out so many things about, about the history, yeah. it started becoming more and more clear. And then we just couldn't, you know, yeah. and it's, it's sad because we, we love our, extended family, our brothers and sisters. And they were all active in the church. Yeah. And all, you know, that's one yeah. of the hardest things f was for me, yeah. is, you know, my large extended family that yeah. I love. Yeah. And I want them to have a relationship with Jesus, who he really is. Well, I was going to ask you, what was your relationship with God and, and Jesus at this during this time? Well, I was like? praying. See, that was the thing. I was always praying all along. So there was no question that there uh, was a God there or... Yeah, no one could ever <laughs> convince me that there wasn't a God. Yeah. And believe me, some of my professors tried to when I was in, yeah. in university. Um, but I, 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 I knew there was a God. So many things witnessed to me of that, but I just didn't know about uh, Him. Yeah. Well, and after we left the church, I, I wanted to know, well, who's this? who is Jesus then? You know? Yeah. And I sought the answer in the university and in books. And you actually went on quite a several-year journey, didn't you? Tell I us did. about that. I, well, we moved with Brian's career, and every place that we moved, I would take classes, and I, I got enough credits for a bachelor's degree in liberal arts mm. over many years, I mean, quite a few years, because I had little kids, and yeah. we, we were moving, and... But I, I wanted to know the answers. I, so I, I was told in my historical Jesus class, two of them I took, <laughs> that Jesus was just an extraordinary man, and that really in that class. Yeah, that's what they said, and that you can read into him whatever you you see. You know, well that what kind of a thing is that? You know, okay. So I, I took their word for it, and I close the book but then so then what what is true then yeah. and I I went you know all the classes I took I would really examine it and I studied philosophy and I actually got a master's degree um, Stanford University I couldn't believe it I was in the right place at the right time a master's in philosophy at, yeah, yeah 
And so I had the, the tools of reason and logic and rules of evidence. Right. And so I, well, plus, you try it out in your life to see, I'm gonna you move, know. I'm going to move this just a little bit to your mic because um, I'm bump, bumping there. Give me that. So, so, yeah, I, 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 I studied, you know, Buddhism and uh, oh, New yeah, Age philosophy, and, that's and uh, the great thinkers of the yeah. ancient world and deductive and um, logic and everything. Yeah, yeah, and what Darwinism, Marxism, Fourierism, <laughs> and they would all fall under the weight of examination, yeah. and or else they wouldn't come true in my life. You know, what kind of a thing is? Freudianism to build your life on, or, or you know, <laughs> a lot of these things that are so revered in the a academy, yeah. just didn't. So you have the interesting spiritual sense of things in Mormonism, with or without the feelings, and then go to the kind of the secular world for answers, and what eventually leads you to to Christianity. Well, I remembered, I remembered some verses from the Bible, and uh, you know. The the always the you know, I always believe still in the in the Christian ethics that Mormonism teaches, yeah. even though I wasn't able to follow them, yeah. and I I threw them out for a period of my life. But I found out that is not how I want to live, and so I you know came back to Christian ethics and morals, and I just want to love my neighbor as myself, and and. You know, I I I always believed in that. Yeah. And but 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 that that that's not enough. You must have a community. You must have the Word of God speaking to you on a regular basis. Yeah. Otherwise, you fall. You you go astray and you 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 lose your way. And that is kind of what happened, but I Did you ever think to go back to Mormonism as, the, as your answer? Well, we you... thought of that, and, and we're different places we moved. We'd get the visiting teachers, and I'd have them over, and, and go, you know. Go back to church, or give it a try again, or? A little bit, yeah, yeah or go with our relatives, and, yeah. but it got so, I, well, that's later, but I, I always believed that the purpose of life was love. I mean, I couldn't, they didn't tell you that in philosophy. I couldn't find out the meaning of life through, through yeah. the, you know, through study. The, the, most of the time, the philosophy would say, "Well, you make it up to yourself. You know, whatever <laughs> meaning you want, <laughs> or we create our meanings." Or, yeah. But no, I, there was something that told me that life is about learning how to love people, and that seemed to be true all my life. Yeah. But how do you do it? Yeah. Without, without God's spirit, without His, His word, without His yeah. truth, and so. Finally, after many years of study, and after going to the university and finding out that those things were false too, <laughs> then God started putting Christians in our path. Really, and we, we moved into a neighborhood in Washington where, the cul-de-sac was Christians, and they were nice, and they invited us to church but they didn't pressure us and they just were loving and friendly and then did you go to a church a christian yeah, we, church then? what we actually did what did you think of that the first time you went well it was very strange at first because yeah. you're just not used to it yeah and i kind of just did it as a 
curious thing yeah, in Washington. Now. And that was four whole years that we just lived in that neighborhood and they yeah. were very nice and we went to church occasionally. Yeah. But then we moved to De Dover, Delaware and and God put more Christians in our path. <laughs> and he, you know, I, I went living 11 years in the Bay Area, not running into any Christians except, well, one, there was one in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But then in Dover, um, I got on the board of a charter school that had other Christians on it, and and then there were, always through music, I always meet people, and because mm. um, I was always active in, in the music, in the Mormons too, and that's what yeah. I love about the culture, but yeah. one thing. Um, but there were, well, what, know, what were you learning as a, I mean, what were you seeing or sensing as a, as you visited these Christian churches and the Christian friends, was there a message there that you hadn't been getting as a Mormon, or? Well, the message of of loving God first and loving your neighbor as yourself is is what is really what two great commandments. Yeah, life <laughs> yeah. is all about. Yeah. And so then I, you know, I. Uh, was searching. I was still praying for Christians are in my on our path. I was looking for a school for my daughter, and I learned about homeschooling through the internet. Now the internet was available, mm. and I so I, I I said, "Wow, that's that's a neat idea," um, and so we learned. We joined the homeschool group, and then and then the year two thousand, I was reading in National Review magazine. William Buckley said that the best the greatest book, the best book of the, of the whole millennium, or of the last hundred years, was Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Oh, I said, yeah. well, if it's the best book uh, of the century, I better read it. Yeah. So, and it's not a very big book, is it? No, but it, is a, it changed my life. Did it? Because I, I, I understood what Christianity was for the first time. Yeah. I, it's not what the Mormons say. It's not what the secular humanists say. It's not, um, and so I learned. You know, I, I learned intellectually what it was, and then we got invited to a Christmas program by mm. our friends in Dover, Delaware. Yeah, and I just I heard the music, and I I heard the gospel for the first time, as it really was, and and being there with the other believers, and and it just melted my heart. So then I had so I had both. The tr the truth of the you know knowledge and the the heart melting and that was what started feeling like this was <sighs> yeah and just the grace that God has and how much He loves us and and how He's not a rule keep you know a demanding rule taskmaster yeah. where you must perform to right. your utmost, you know, to be yeah. loved. No, he's like, a, he's our father. He, he's who loves us unconditionally and he wants us to, yeah. to follow him and, and obey him Not out of love. a wonderful message, so, Yeah. Um, and so that's what I, you know, I, that's what I, you know, it was after, you know, as it was a process. It was still very odd to be going to a Christian church and I, you had to get used to it, and but but when the pastor said, you know, turn your life over to Jesus, I just I said, I I'm there, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm there with with the great King yeah. who loves us. So and 
did you ever have that? You never had that sense of who Jesus is in, in Mormonism, did you? Or no, I didn't. No, because he's he, in Mormonism, he's a spirit child of God the Father who was once a man, who evolved yeah. to be a yeah. God. In fact, he had to, I think you may have mentioned it, he had to die on the cross. Yeah, to, I never uh, understood why he had to die on, die the, on cross. the cross. So that he could become a god or something. Yeah, he and and my husband <laughs> he used to wonder. He had to, to progress. <laughs> right, he he. My husband would wonder. Well, now do I have to die on a cross to become a god? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. <laughs> you know, but but if you don't understand original sin, if you don't understand yeah. why man has fallen and he's utterly fallen and you look around at the world today and <laughs> you can't help but notice that i mean yeah. especially when you read the bible and know yeah. what goodness really is i was going to ask you Just, about the bible as a mormon was the bible in, important to you as a mormon or and well, how is it, it was, now it was classed in with the other standard works yeah. and we we memorized certain verses from it selected verses and then you just kind of discount the rest like yeah. the verse that says there is no marriage in heaven we are we will be like the angels <laughs> jesus said that himself there is no marriage in heaven it's yeah. we will be like the angels yeah, how do we skip be, over that i don't yeah, know he couldn't be more clear <laughs> you know so what that's just discounted that's just dismissed yeah um but but i still remember the 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 kernels of truth, you know, yeah. the, the scriptures that we did learn. Yeah. And I'm really grateful, grateful for that, yeah. that I did learn some of the scriptures yeah. growing up. But it wasn't, you know, it's not the same gospel. It's a different gospel. What do you think the Christians or Mormons most misunderstand about Christians? Well, they think that they're, they have partial truth. You know, they, they don't see it as two the opposing full, the gospels. The full gospel. They just think that they don't have the full revelation of the restored church. Yeah. But they don't realize that it's a completely different gospel. And it and and Joseph Smith didn't restore what was in the Old Testament or the New Testament. Right. He made up his own version of what he I wanted know. to have. Isn't as, that funny? <laughs> and he just kind know. of made it up and threw it out there, and people believed it and. I guess prayed about it and got those burning in the bosoms or something and well the yeah the the emotional feeling that you can have yeah. towards it you can you can know, be other, deceived huh well other people can have that towards Marxism or towards yeah. Buddhism they can fall well, we, in love with the a Islam, certain belief so, system yeah. any you know that happened a lot I saw that in the university yeah you know you fall in love with yeah. um, we're almost out of time right here. Kathleen, okay. thanks so much for sharing. I can't wait to meet your husband and have him share his story. And we appreciate you taking your time to share. And Glad we hope you will uh, watch us again on the Ex-Mormon Files. This has been the audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.